Not, not at, at all. all. Well, all, all the beef is in the well. Almost all the beef is in the barn because most of the beef. So are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. All right, go Gogs. Welcome to Move the Podcast. That's right, Move the Podcast. It is the second Woo-hoo. week of Dance Dance Resolution, and we watched Ghostbusters Two: The Dark Horse of the Ghostbusters franchise. I, uh... The oh, Rocky this, Five this the of Dark Ghostbusters Horse? movies. Oh no 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 no! The, the, the fucking the Dark fucking Horse. the all lady one is the most hated. Come on, and the Rocky Five. I'm not Come saying on. it's. I'm not saying it. Oh no, I'm talking about thematically. Also, like, the down on the luck Ghostbusters. Um, this was Alex pick, right? This was Alex pick. Kudos yeah. to Alec for finding a fucking New Year's Eve movie like yeah, that. I, that was very impressive. It's I like was, this in uh, Strange <laughs> Days, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. Damn, that's a good That was pick. almost my pick. Like, if, Fuck, that's if, a good pick. Uh, yeah, good, might be good my job. Pick. Good job, Alec. Because I was like, New Year. I did think about that when the, the prompt was given. I was like, I can't think of a New Year's Eve movie, like, off the top of my head. This was Well, crazy. there's the one that's just called New Year's Eve. That's like a romantic comedy oh, with, like, yeah, 50 people. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like love a love actually, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's like one of I those. Know. But uh, yeah, I was looking up New Year's Eve movies, and like, there's a bunch, like, there's a lot of movies with New Year's Eve in it, but not a lot of movies that are about New Year's Eve. I uh, I almost asked the room if I could pick Boogie Nights because one of the most pivotal scenes happens on New Year's Eve. But even that's that's such a stretch. I was yeah, like, nah. Boogie in the title. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? Forest. Actually, you know what? There is a lot of dancing in the movie too. Damn. Ah, shit. Oh well. I mean, Forrest <laughs> Gump like has the oh, scene yeah. on New Year's Eve with the girls in Lieutenant Dan's apartment, and then his what's her name? Uh, good point. Jenny good point. is about to nose dive off a fiftieth floor because right. she's coked out of her mind. Yeah. Jenny, she tastes like cigarettes. Uh, yeah. That's a good movie, you know. Forrest Gump. Gump. I don't know. People, I don't know if people realize this, but uh, Forrest Gump's a pretty good movie. Forrest Gump's like in this weird <laughs> pantheon of movies where hey. it's like I don't care where it is in the like. This is back when channel surfing existed, but like I didn't care where it was in the movie if it like if uh, I was yeah. channel surfing and I found it. I was like, well, I'll just watch the rest of this. Also, one of the few movies I saw with my mom. I never. I've only saw a handful of movies in the theater with my mom, and for some reason, Forrest Gump was one of them. It was very strange. Uh, have you guys seen the trailer for the new fucking Tom Hanks movie where it's like Boomer the movie? He's just like complaining about things. He's like, he's like, car. He's like, uh, you know, this girl. He's like helping a girl learn how to drive, and she almost hits a car. And he's like, I'll, it's I'll, okay. It's a hybrid I'll, or something. I'll help. You, I'll help you out. It's called A Man Called Auto, and we're yes. going to talk about it in a few minutes. Oh, it's out. You watched it? Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't even know it was out. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it. Table, then. I'm sorry. Table. Uh, all right. Well, that, that's a good segue, Alec. A masterful segue, if I do say so myself. Uh, what did you all watch this week? And we'll start off with the man with the plan. Too sweet, too hot to hold, too sweet to be sour. <laughs> the man behind the wheels of steel. <laughs> I don't know. Alec. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of adjectives you got applied, and none of them yeah. make a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of stuff. Um, it's too I watched, cold to hold. Damn it! Sorry, four, God, yeah, too cold to hold. That's right. Yeah, shit. I watched four things. Hell yeah. Um, and uh oh, 
I is there music playing? No. Or am I just crazy? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, if I just vanished, then I don't know. <laughs> get traveling band of troubadours grabbing out of my hot tub. Oh, are we doing a hot tub stream? Hell, Hell yeah. yeah! Let's go. I'm out here in the tub, tubbing it up. It's a beautiful night. Let's get the torch. lots of stars in the sky. Um, I watched four things and it finished the TV show. Hell yeah! Tubbing it up. The first thing I, <laughs> the first thing I watched is uh, the Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah. Oh. They should have named it Flashpoint. Yeah, I don't know why they called it Flashpoint Paradox because the the miniseries was just called Flashpoint. Yeah, and you stuff animated movies, but this one just kind of meh. It was okay. Yeah, yeah um, they're kind of hit or miss for me. I feel like the ones that are really good are great, and the ones that are meh are very meh. You know. Yeah, I was not uh was not super imp- it wasn't bad. But I wasn't super impressed with it. And I really honestly par- part of it I think I didn't like the uh I didn't like a lot of the art. Oh which yeah. It's a weird thing to say about those movies cuz I feel like most of them are drawn like with the exact same artists all the time. Yeah, they're but trying like, I, I think they're trying to approximate that kind of like Jim Lee ish style, and I don't think it really works in animation. They've done it a couple, yeah. Times. With this one, like Aquaman and uh, Batman both ended up looking like Marv from Sin City. Oh, god, which is really weird. They're both like overly muscular and like have these weird like foreheads that look like they like a caveman almost. <laughs> and these weird notes, like it's weird. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Flashpoint. I never read the books, and it seems I, like a I really cool story. It's um, fine. I read it. It was fun. Flash goes back in time to save his mom, and in doing that, unwittingly creates a whole new timeline where Bruce Wayne dies instead of his parents, and his parents become Batman and the Joker. Um, yeah. Superman lands in Metropolis and is captured by the government and kept underground in a cage his whole life. Uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman get married, and then Aqua, or Wonder Woman kills Mera, which sets off Aquaman, and they are, have like a huge war raging on uh, yeah. that's like basically already annihilated Europe. So It is just threatening to take over a, like the whole world. A better, a better universe, basically. With the- <laughs> <laughs> um, like the premise is cool, and did like they, I like I like a lot of the DC Elseworld stuff, but this one just didn't quite. Uh, did they uh, introduce the Shazam? That's like five kids because I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah it's like well, Shazam like, is like, like a, stacked up on each other. Or Shazam like- is no Shazam. Basically, is like a Voltron now. It's it's an interesting idea. Like it's kind of fun. Like they all but have then, individual like, powers. But then, like in the uh, when they when Wonder Woman finally fought Shazam, like she killed like one kid, and yeah, that was it. it. And they were yeah. all gone. Like I, just, I don't, it's I don't understand. Weird. And it might go into more detail in the comics that would make a little more sense. But 
like some of the shit just didn't didn't make sense. Also, uh, so by the end of Flashpoint, that is what started the new Fifty Two continuity. I don't know if they get into oh, that in the cartoon, but that's that's no. what that's what kicked off the the new Fifty Two. Which I do is crazy that, to think some about. Of that, some of that stuff was awesome. Yeah, but that it's crazy to think that that's all gone now too. Like DC just constantly is like, "Hey, we're starting all over again." Then five years later, we're going back to what you know, we're going back to old continuity, and now it's like it's just this big soup of like I don't know what's what. Like I don't was the, wait. Was the new fifty two uh, alternate timeline or was it? I thought it was oh, a, like a reset. It was it, the new fifty two was supposed to be DC's like mainline continuity, like that they. Everything was reset, and then they that didn't go very well, and they kept it. They kept it going for like I don't know, maybe two years, and then they reset it again with uh, whatever that thing that that they said Doctor Manhattan like created the DC. It, it's fucking stupid. DC can't help itself, but like just do this. Like, hey, we're gonna start over again. Hey, we're gonna start all over. They've done it like I don't know a dozen times since I've been alive. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, I remember. What was the first one? Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yes. Is that the first one from, like, the 80s? Yeah, that was the first one from the 80s. The fucking crazy one with the anti-monitor and the monitor and... Yeah, and then some Flash, other like, runs himself into a skeleton. Yeah, that shit is pretty badass. It great is. art, Great artwork throughout. Yeah. George, George Perez. Bless up, well, George Perez. You figure that was, like... 35 years ago and they've done it like 10 times since then oh yeah like oh, yeah. every five years it's like it's, a full it's, reset for the it, it's fucking ridiculous and like marvel's done that to a certain extent but they never like they they'll like change the status quo for a while like see x-men here in the last couple of years but like they're never like even then they're they're like the old continuity is still valid like it, they keep they always want to like say no this is it like this is Everything starts from here, and it's just like we know it's not. We know it's. it's but I mean, I guess I can't blame them because like comic sales are so fucking ficky, ficky, oh, finicky, yeah. and fickle. Yeah, like, true. All it takes is like two bad months, and DC's probably just about out of business. Well, I so like they, they gotta like reboot that shit back sometimes. <laughs> like, all I right. St- I still think like the craziest thing for me about like the comic book industry, it, and it's one of the biggest uh, L's I'll ever take is that. I legitimately thought with, like, the rise of, like, comic book movies, and, you know, now that's not even a thing to talk about now. It's just ubiquitous, you know? We've had comic book movies for so long. I thought that was going to, like, increase comic book sales. It has not, like, at all. Like, no No. one... Like, I find it so strange that there's literally, like, groups of... of (laughs) Big, large groups of fans that are, like, fans of DCU movies or Marvel movies, but they, like, don't give a shit about the comics. Like, that's... I think it's, like... So weird. Do you think like how popular like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been has been detrimental, not like not even beneficial, but detrimental to comic books? I think it's just kind of like it. It's just flat. Like I think I don't think it has. I think they're just two completely separate things. And I I can't. I don't know. Like that seems so crazy to say. And I I but I just I feel that's the way it is. I feel like so there is some crossover. Obviously, I mean, all three of us read comics and we all like the movies, but like. I think that the there's like I would almost say probably the majority just watch the movies and they don't read comic books. They like don't care about comic books at all. It's wild. But anyway, sorry, Alec, I didn't mean to go off on a comic. No, book. but uh, 
there's some other stuff on there that I saw that I guess looks newish, but like, I don't know. I don't, I go, I look, I watch the DC stuff on HBO Max because they have like all the DC animated stuff. Yeah. But there'll be put, shit like I've never seen before, but then I look and it's, it came out like 10 years ago and I'm like, well, where the fuck has this been? Because yeah. like every couple of weeks I'll go through and just scroll looking for like new Superman movies or like, uh, Justice League movies to see, like, read, see some of the different stories. Like, they're, uh, is it Injustice? Yes. Is that yes. the one where Lois gets killed and Superman goes nuts? Yeah. And they based the, the that's where the video game came from. Like, that, that movie fucking rocked. Yeah, like, that movie was it. awesome. But then you got some of them are just total fucking duds. The like, reason- and every time they do a reboot or a weird thing like this, like, Hal Jordan and Green Lantern is like a total non factor. Yeah, like is, he's wasted in this. Like they use Nathan Fillion as his voice, and he's like a bomber pilot in this movie for like five seconds, and then he gets annihilated by Atlantis. It's like, oh, so that's yeah. fucking waste. Yeah, they don't I mean, even have like Green Lantern; it's just Hal Jordan, fighter pilot, bomber yeah, pilot, whatever. Nobody, want, nobody wants that. And the reason you probably missed out on a lot of those, you got to remember, like when they started coming out, they were just like straight to DVD. Like they wouldn't, you know what I mean? They wouldn't be broadcast anywhere. So like, yeah. if you didn't happen to be at Best Buy that week, like how would you keep up with those things? You know? Um, I watched A Man Called Otto. How was that? <laughs> I really, I, I really enjoyed it. The trailer looked wild to me. It was just, it looked like old men. It sounded like every old man at my work complaining about technology and everything else. I was like, I don't know about this one. I mean, it kind of is. And he does, he is like, he's a grumpy old curmudgeon. He lives by himself in a neighborhood he's lived in for 50 years. And like things are changing in the neighborhood and it's bothering him. And he's getting angry and upset about it. But there's a lot more to the story and it's a lot deeper than that. And it's got a lot of heart to it. Okay. And just like Tom Hanks can like bring gravitas to just about anything. That is like, true. he's, he's true. just, he's so good. Like he could read a phone book and it would be entertaining. What's the um, uh, cast with the driving. I mean, is there any like other big thing besides the fact that he just doesn't like the way things are going? Or is there like a, a, so a big event that happens? He's a grumpy old, a grumpy old man. Um, new people moving across the street and like, it's a Hispanic couple and their kids and the husband is inept as far as like household stuff, like fixing things, building things. And Otto just can't conceive how a man cannot <laughs> know Otto these would, things. Otto would hate me. <laughs> um, but it's like a lot of setups like that. Like the wife in that scenario never learned how to drive. Because they've always lived like in a city where she never had to, and he's like, "How can you not know how to drive? Like it's part of like growing up and living, like learning how to drive." But he slowly warms up to the family and to other people in the neighborhood that have been around, and you find out eventually that he used to be happy and more up. Uh, when he drove a school bus for Springfield Elementary? Yeah. <laughs> or when he was doing EPA ads, advertising <laughs> the hole in the ground where Springfield used to be. That's on my head, um, Mr. Hanks. Well, the EPA is having a tough time uh, getting some uh, 
clout of their own. So they, they paid for some of mine. I'm Tom Hanks. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it. And it like, it, it gets a little, a little deeper and deeper into his past. And you find out things about why he is the way he is now and why he's standoffish with his neighbors and stuff like that. But I enjoyed like, it. It's like a wholesome El Camino. The uh, <laughs> no, Gran Torino, Gran Torino, not El Camino. I'm sorry, I picked the wrong car. <laughs> anything would be more Breaking uh, Bad movie. Yeah, every anything would be more wholesome than Gran Torino, and I'm sure better acted. God, the acting in that fucking movie. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh I thought it was good. Not the best movie I saw last year, but did you see was, it? Was, where'd you where'd you see it? I was perfectly acceptable. I saw it on. We went to the movies. We went to AMC. I was surprised that got a theatrical release. Like that, like the his battleship movie didn't get a theatrical release, but the one where he just plays a grumpy old man gets a theatrical release doesn't make. Oh, that's because I don't think I don't think Apple TV is theatrically releasing anything. Oh, this wasn't Apple all, TV produced. I thought it was. I don't think so. I think it was uh, just a a movie. No, because it, it definitely had the Playtone uh, label okay. at the beginning. Um. But yeah, I I thought I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, although it's just like a sappy movie, so I got all the sappy ads for other sappy movies beforehand. <laughs> and I'm just like snoozing through most of them. Like, all right, let's this, get to this, the feature presentation this summer and, about Schmidt too. And there were no uh, there were no stingers for the Auto Universe, <laughs> the Auto Shared Cinematic Universe. Uh, um, anything else? Well, yeah, we watched a movie called MFA, um, Masters oh. of Fine Arts. No, that is not what I thought it was. Is that like a revenge movie? Yes, it's like a revenge yes, on a girl I who was the, raped. Yes, I saw the poster for that. I've been meaning to watch that for a while. I heard it was good. How was it? It is good. I thought yeah. it was Uh-oh. Say that again. We lost you for a second there, buddy. Oh. It's... There we go. Can you hear me? Yep, you're good now. Oh, it is got a little hot rough. interference. It, it is rough, oh. like graphic. Oh, oh, you you sold me already. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I thought it was really good. Um, Stacy said it had some notes similar to Promising Young Woman, but it's. I think she said it was more violent than that. Oh, good. Um, I I never saw Promising. I still need to watch that. I never saw. I did, but uh, I did not care for it. Um, But MFA um, came out before Promising. Yeah, MFA came out like five years ago. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was good. I didn't enjoy it. Sure, because it's very fucking like hard subject matter. But it's 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 a very good movie, and like at the begin, like for the first, I don't know, like quarter to third of this movie, I thought the lead was just a terrible actress. Because mm-hmm. of the way she was, she's very like quiet and reserved. Everything she said, she was mumbling. I was like, I cannot deal with this. Like this is awful. It's just her reflection her trauma or whatever. Even before that, even before oh. like anything happened, she's just like very introverted and quiet. But then after she starts getting into the revenge and like she starts showing his personality, I was like, oh, this girl can actually she can actually act. So, um, but I haven't seen her in like anything else. Speaking of of uh, Gran Torino, that actress is. Clint Eastwood's daughter. Is she? Because I looked that up and I saw the last name, but I couldn't find anything like actually connecting them. Yeah. 
And she also in the movie this I I <laughs> she has pink hair and we all know how I feel about that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. and the guy who plays the cop is Clifton Collins Jr. Clifton Collins' son, who also yeah. is getting cast as like playing every race. <laughs> yeah, Clifton. So, good for him. Following Love his Clifton. dad's footsteps. Love Clifton Collins. Um the last thing we watch, we just literally just finished this three. Uh-oh. We're losing Beavis and Butthead. Oh, there you go. Beavis and Butthead. Gotcha. Sorry. The new Beavis and Butthead movie. That I heard that was year. very good. It is so fucking good. It's need to watch ins- it. it is insane how fucking good this movie is. I think, I'm pretty sure Sean talked about it. I think Sean watched yeah, it. I thought Sean, you had watched it. You hadn't watched it? Sean loved it. No, I've been meaning to. I've been see- I saw a ton of clips for it when it came out, and it looked really funny, so I've been meaning to get around to watching it. It is very funny. Like... I was I was laughing so fucking hard through most of it. Uh, there, like I think Sean talked about. It. There's a scene where they stumble into like a, a women's studies class at a college. Oh yeah, <laughs> seen and like they're talking they're talking about like the the teachers trying to express to them about uh, white privilege, and the class all explains to them like, "Do you understand?" And they're like, "Yeah." Oh my god, yeah, we totally understand about white privilege. <laughs> And she's like, is this going to tre- change the way you go about your daily life in the world? And they're both like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they start, like, kicking in doors and, like, taking everything they want from people. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I have white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's funny. so funny. It's so fucking funny. And, like, they're just, they're so goddamn funny. I mean, Mike Judge doesn't miss. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty damn good. Yeah. He is, but uh, we, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a blast. That might have crept into my, depending on how many movies we do tops of, that might have t- crept into my uh, top movies list. I got to watch it. Towards the uh, end so of the, the year. By the end of our year list, I'm going to have more movies that I'm like, I need to watch than I, I actually watched. I don't know what it is. Um, and then the other thing, I finished that Kaleidoscope show, and it's... uh. It's pretty good. I think you'll. Uh, Another thing I, I need think to you watch. guys will. I think you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Like I really want to get around to watching. It. I love the the premise is really cool. Like that that whole thing. It's I'm already I'm already sold. You know me. I love a good I love a good gimmick. And that's a good ass gimmick. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's really good. Like I I, I liked it. The last episode is probably the weakest but it's still excellent but that couldn't that be the first episode that i watch no the oh, last okay. one stays the same no matter what oh okay gotcha gotcha and i would say it's the weakest of the eight but it's still like very very good like it's all very very good and everybody's very very good at it um definitely check that one out i already put it on my list my netflix list my <sighs> Uh, that's all I watched. Gogs. Um, I watched two things. Two things. Uh, I watched. Uh, so I bought that. Uh, that two pack. Of, two pack Shakur. Yeah, I got the two pack Shakur DVD of uh, um, Electric Boogaloo, the Canon documentary, but it also came with 
this other oh, documentary yeah, that weird like we don't know what region it's from blu-ray that is that that's the picture you sent right yeah so it's yeah. two it's two documentaries on one disc there's no chapters like you just hit play oh, like you pick it's it's weird but it works so yeah as long as it works um, so i watched the other documentary which is called machete maidens unleashed okay. which is effectively a documentary about um new world pictures and all the exploitation movies they made in the Philippines, like in like oh, the okay. 60s, yeah, 70s, yeah, yeah. and 80s, and like how wild it was over there, like against the backdrop of like their like sort of totalitarian government with like the guy Marcos in charge, and like how like the stunt people were just really like they were just literally doing it for real, and just people yeah. would get hurt, and one dude like people were just dying sometimes. Jesus Christ. And it was all about just like, you know, it was Roger Corman sitting so you're talking about just like, you know, if it had explosions and tits in it, it was going to make money. And just kind of like talking through all of those films, like like the Big Bird Cage, all the women in prison movies, all of like uh, okay. the Blood Feast movie, like all the exploitation movies from like that era. Uh-huh. Like a majority of them were filmed in the Philippines and like all the crazy <laughs> shit that people endured. I had like no the, idea. Like the biggest one I think that came out of the Philippines was like uh was apocalypse now that was filmed in the philippines really uh, i didn't yeah. know that um and it was they were telling they were talking about like roger corman was talking about how like francis Ford coppola was like not used to it but by then all the other guys were and like all the crazy shit you had to do but they were doing stuff like the philippine government was like yeah you can borrow our army and our attack helicopters <laughs> and it was like it would be shit like uh like, let's say you had an army movie, like a military movie, and you wanted to, like, the helicopters would be late for filming because they were strafing rebels in the north, and then oh they would show God. up on set. Holy um, shit. <laughs> so that movie, it was it was a while. It's a cool, I, I love filmmaking documentaries, so I thought that was, oh, really, yeah. fucking, it was really fucking cool. I'd have to check that out. Yeah, and like, I try, like, and the only reason I got it is because I tried to get, I wanted to, Electric Boogaloo is available on Amazon Prime right now, but like, like to get a Blu-ray of just the Electric Blue Google documentary, it's like a lost movie. It's like hundred and fifty yeah, bucks, three hundred dollars. Like it, it's impossible. It's but that it's two totally... pack. Blue, that two pack Blu-ray was thirty bucks. Yeah, it can't beat that. No, and and I was just like, I'll roll the dice on this weird. Like, I had enough Amazon Prime points from Christmas that I'm buying shit for free now. So I'm like, fuck right. if it doesn't work, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Um, but it it works great. So you know, plus plus. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I watched was I watched the movie that's streaming on Peacock now, Vengeance, the BJ Novak film. Uh, Alec watched that movie, I believe. Did you watch uh, that, Alec? Uh, he's on mute, so he might be taking a shit or something. I hope not in the hot tub. That'd be terrible. <laughs> no, I did. Wa- I did watch it. It's truly a hot tub when you take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really, I, I really liked it. It got a little on the nose and a little, maybe a little too on the nose towards the end. But like for the bulk of the film, I, I you know, I kind of really, I liked it. And BJ Novak wrote and directed it. I think he's a pretty talented writer. Um, it's an interesting, I thought it was an interesting movie about uh, like sort of uh, these uh, sort of the false confidence or sense of superiority of like city dwelling East coasters versus what everyone thinks about people that live in like sort of, you know, the sticks and you know how that's not necessarily true. And you, and furthermore, like how, 
you know, the unintended consequences of your lifestyle impacting other people. And then what that can like, what road that can lead down. Um, and it's done, you know, it's, it's all about this guy doing this podcast about this girl who he hooked up with, who got killed in Texas and then trying to, un, you know, he's just sort of like finds this kind of wacky cast of characters down there of her family. And they think it's a murder and this, that, and the other, he's like, well, this will be good content. And then he kind of gets embroiled in it and grows up and, you know, it's, I don't know. I, Alec, I forget if you liked it or not. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I liked it a lot too. I thought the ending was a bit messy, like the mm-hmm. very, very ending, like the last like five minutes. But up till that, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was excellent. I really, that's another and one. The ending, it wasn't bad enough that it like ruined the movie for me. I was still was like, yeah. They could have cleaned that up a little bit, but I still, uh, I still enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I, I was, I was a big, I was a big fan of it. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be high how, on like 2022. How good is Ashton Kutcher in that? I was literally movie? just about to say that. Like, you get like this, like subdued, nuanced, like really good Ashton. Like when the second he walked on the scene, I was like, fuck. And then he starts, and I'm like, oh, this yeah, because is- I, I can't remember him ever being good, aside from like being Kelso. And I remember liking the butterfly effect. That's a movie I'd like Ooh. to revisit. <laughs> what is I remember it? liking it. I remember like maybe that'll be my birthday pick next year. It'll be like, oh man, did I really that'll, like that? This? Will be a fun movie to revisit because I feel like it is uh, terrible. I've watched it. Uh, I watched it a few years ago. It's really bad. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's a young man sci-fi movie. It feels no, smart. It's also a. Uh, it's a. It's one of those movies that like somebody told me they. I was on a date and they told me it was their favorite movie and I was like, well, this isn't gonna. This is not gonna go well. No, it's not my. It's not my favorite movie and I told you that in confidence. Um. So the. Uh, but what the, is your favorite movie, Gogs? Oh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I should have yeah. guessed. Yeah. Um, but he's really good and Boyd Holbrook. Um, yes, that guy is great. That guy's. I, I, I'll be frank. I didn't realize he was the lead in the Predator. Yeah, um, we talked about that. I know, but I probably and he's out. and he's the bad guy in Logan, and he's great. Well, he, I knew he's the bad guy in Logan. Uh, yeah. I just, I just didn't. For some reason, he looks a little him. different in the Predator because I don't think he has any facial hair. He usually has like a beard. Yeah, I think he's really I'm, good. Anytime you have Charlie Hunnam in a movie, you should swap him out with that guy because it kind of looks similar. <laughs> I think in my head the lead in the Predator was Charlie Hunnam or the other one. Who's the other charisma? Uh, uh, the guy from Altered Carbon. Um, oh, Joel Cinnamon. Joel Cinnamon. Joel Cinnamon. Uh, really yeah, good in Altered Carbon, though. That's good. Show. Really good in Altered Carbon, and really good in the in the other Suicide Squad movie. He was yes, he was very good in the Suicide Squad. He was excellent yeah. in that. Okay. But uh, he, he was very bad in that fucking Russian Tom Hardy movie we watched. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I need to. So the, uh, like, Vengeance helps pads out my 2022. I still want to watch Weird. And you I'm better. Trying, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that. Do you guys have anything else that could potentially crack a top five for me that you think I uh, haven't seen yet? I'm about to talk about something that I think you'd really like. All right. Well, good then, um, TJ. So, yeah. Uh, so I watched two things, and I want to I want to have TJ's anime corner for a second too. Um, what do you want first? The movies? Um, let's the do anime. movies. Okay. Anime. Hey, Alec, <laughs> on, buddy. Alec, I actually want to start with an anime that I think you might actually enjoy. 
Uh, and I, I've been moving through like the big popular animes that I've been hearing a lot about. So I started watching My Hero Academia. Um, this movie or this movie, this series is the best way I can describe it is they took the premise of Kingdom Come, the DC story, where basically everybody's a metahuman now and they like animate it. And basically this kid is he's like the only kid in town that doesn't have a superpower but he wants to be a hero. And then like, he joins this like superhero school and it's really good. Like, I really like it. They, they like go out of their way to make it look like Western comics. Like they, they have like big, like word bubbles and stuff. Like it's interesting to see like a Japanese take on Western comics. Cause this is very specifically like about superheroes. And I, I don't know. It's very enjoyable. Like I, I only watched the first three episodes, but it's very good. And uh, Alec, I will give you my Crunchyroll stuff if you ever want to use it. Um, also, we were talking about how Crunchyroll sounded racist, and I couldn't put my finger on why. Hmm. And as I was logging into the other day, I was like, it is racist because like it's, it's like a food. It's like if you had like a like a black exploitation channel and just called it like fried chicken. It's very, it, you know what I mean. It's just not right. Like, come yeah. up with a better name. Um. Anyway, the other thing Both I are watched, delicious, though. I want to oh, draw a line in the million sand. percent. Uh, okay. but no, it seems racist to like call it by a food. I don't know. It seems well, weird to, to define a culture by its food is probably yeah. It's it's it, like call it anything else. Anyway, like it's all Fellini pictures and it's called meatball. Yeah, Fellini. Oh, Italian films. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I also watched a series called Baki the Rock. Um, this series is fucking like fantastic it's about this guitar player who's very very shy and introverted and she's like her whole goal in life is to be in a band but she's too scared to play on stage and she doesn't have any friends and then she like she just by happenstance runs into a drummer and then they start a band and it's like super cute and i love it and the music's really good and i it's great i've watched like four episodes of it um it's adorable and I love it. It's fantastic. And I can't wait till like, I haven't gotten to the end and I assume that they're going to have like a big concert and it's, it's, it's really good. Nothing, nothing silly or mystical. Just, just playing music. No, it's just like, it's kind of similar to, I I, I talked a a while ago about that anime. I really like called R sound, which was like basically just a, a movie about like the love of music. And this is kind of like that, except it's a little, it's a little, it's a, it's more silly and comedic, and like it's definitely, like you know, it, it falls into a lot of like the anime tropes of like you know silly like schoolgirls and stuff. But what I do like about it is like it's it's very innocent. Like it doesn't. There's none of that weird shit that creeps into a lot of anime where it's like fan servicey and they sexualize these high school girls like at all. Like it's very safe and i kind of love that about it because anytime it's like oh i'm 16 it's like oh god where is it here's it where is it coming where it's going to come here and here soon like uh but now i it's it's a very it's a very good show and i really enjoy it and uh baki the main character plays the same guitar as i have a les paul custom black beauty which is super cool and they do a very good job rendering it like all the instruments like whoever Whoever designed like this, they went, they very meticulously, like they, they render all of the gear, right. Which is very important to me, (laughs) but it's a cool show. So it's made by someone who's passionate about. Yeah. And like, I don't know the first, the first episode's funny. Like she, so like Baki, her name isn't Baki. I can't remember her. Her Baki is a nickname. Um, but 
uh, she's like a very good guitar player and she's has like a level of renown because she posts like YouTube videos under like a pseudonym, but she doesn't show her face. So it's like all these, head. all these people know her, but she's like terrified of like meeting people. And I don't know. It's kind of cute. And like as somebody that does have like somewhat social anxiety, like it's something you can relate to. Uh, it's, it's really good though. I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a very, it's a very fun show. And it's again, like very easily digestible. Um, so yeah. Uh, those are my two little anime things. My Hero Academia and uh, Baki the Rock. Uh, I recommend both of them quite a bit. Uh, the movies that I watched, we're going to start with the bad first. Mm. And it pains me to say this because I think I think we are a net positive on Scott Cooper on the show. Uh, oh, we really, no. We really a bad liked, Scott Cooper movie? Uh, we have two bad Scott Cooper movies in a row because I didn't care for Antlers either. Oh, boy. Um, so his last movie was Antlers, and I felt like that was a movie that like could have been good and just wasn't. It just didn't have anything, no meat on the bones. Like it was, it was just kind of there. And he's got a new movie. It's on Netflix. It stars Christian Bale, and it's called The Pale Blue Eye. And it is oh, exactly, the yeah, Edgar Allan like Poe movie. Yeah, it's an it's it's so the premise <laughs> the premise is ludicrous. <laughs> so here's here's the problem right off the bat with this. I I generally don't like like historical fiction movies when like take like it's like you take a, a story, historical figure and he's like in the story. I always think it's kind of cheesy, and especially like as someone that's a huge Edgar Allan Poe fan. Like, I know he was, like, a big loser. And to have him, like, in this movie as, like, this guy who's, like, a detective is, like, I don't know. It's kind of dumb. Um, anyway, so what happens is uh, Christian Bale is, a, like, a grizzled old detective that has some kind of history with West Point, And they call him into West Point to, to try to solve these, like, grisly murders where these cadets are hung or hanged. I never know what the right way to say that. Hung. Hanged. Harangued. Harangued. Isn't that the guy from uh, from Tekken? Anybody? Ki- uh, Ty Boxer. Anyway, nice. um, God knows what I'm talking about. I get uh, it. Uh, anyway, so he's he's brought in to solve this murder, and Christian Bale also has like a dark past, and you don't really know. Like his wife died, and his his daughter ran off, and then in the course of him trying to solve this mystery, he runs into a young cadet at West Point, and yes, Edgar Allan Poe did go to West Point. Uh, that is a, that is a true thing. He he runs into this young cadet, and it's Edgar Allan Poe, and they, like, team up to try to solve this murder. And it's just, like, it's very, like, bog standard and, like, kind of slow. And I, I, does anybody care if I spoil this movie? Because now with, now with this review, so. I no. have to, I have to get into this, because this bothers, so, like, the movie is whatever, and then they, they stumble, like, Christian Bale stumbles across this, like, satanic cult. That's like they're convinced that like like sacrificing people is like prolonging their daughter's life and all this crap. And it's like, hmm. OK, fine. And then the satanic cult people get killed in a ritual. And then it's like, OK, they solved the murder. But then the movie's still got 20 minutes. And this is the part of the movie that like the movie wasn't good up to that point. But then this part just makes it it goes from like eh, it goes from like five territory to like two territory where you find out this is like the big twist ending that Christian Bale, uh, he found out that his daughter, who you've been told ran away, didn't run away. She killed herself uh, because she was raped by three members of the academy. 
And those are the three kids that got murdered. And big surprise, Christian Bale is the one that murdered all these kids. And that's fine and all. My problem is, is that he just so happened to come across the satanic cult who stumbled upon these dead bodies to use them in sacrifices so he could pin he could pin the deaths on the satanic cult but he had no forethought that so there, there was, was no there was no just, previous association he just happened to run into a satanic cult it's like wait what like how did like that's not like just oh this is convenient like it's so fucking it's so stupid that they should have just wrote it out and been like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Was, like you, was was there a moment where the satanic cult people like 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 repent? Like, okay, we're no. lying. We never did this. No. And there's oh. there's plenty of scenes in the movie where like he is blatantly accusing them of murdering people, and there's a scene where they look like they're about to murder somebody else, and they never once deny that they murdered anybody. Which you know would be something somebody that didn't murder people would probably say. I mean, it's, it might be, yeah. It's so fucking stupid, man. That's a shame. And, and the rest of the movie's not good either. Like, Christian Bale is good, of course, because he's Christian Bale and he can't help but be a good actor. Um, I will say the guy they got to play, Edgar Allan Poe, is great, and he kind of looks like Edgar Allan Poe. Like, he does a good job as the character. Like, I kind of wanted just a straight fucking Edgar Allan Poe biopic with this guy, because he's, he's kind of charming. Uh, but this movie is not it, Chief. It is bad. And I was really, really let down. I was like, because I'm kind—I was kind of feeling it at the beginning because it's kind of, kind of gothic and and like kind of grimy and like I don't know. It was kind of—I was kind of feeling it, and then just the plot just goes fucking nowhere. And then it ends, and you're like, this seems kind of abrupt. And then it's like, oh, it's not over. It has this dumbass twist at the end, and I—I I don't know, not not good. Uh, love you. I still love you, Scott Cooper. I mean, Crazy Heart, Out of the Furnace. Like good movies, but uh, Hostels or the the title I always say wrong the the Native American yeah. Christian Bale that's, movie. I, that's I really, right. I really like that movie a lot. Um, but this movie and Antlers, both of these were just not good. Uh, and lastly, I watched the movie right before we started recording. I watched The Menu, starring. Oh, uh, I really want to see that. It's excellent. I loved it. I, uh, it might crack the top 10. I'm not sure, but I fucking loved it. I will not spoil anything about this movie. Uh, cause it's, it's kind of, it, it's, it's, it's great. It's, uh, you it's know, very, it, it's very mysterious from all the it is. trailers and ticks on clips on TikTok that I've seen. But, like, I still don't quite know what it's about, but I feel like I've seen half the movie. It's really good. And it's one of those things where, you know, I talk about this every week, but I love movies that can juggle tone. And this movie is scary. It's tense. It's also very funny. Well, like, I can ask because the trailers look like they've got some stuff. It, it clearly looks like it's a horror, but it looks like some of the stuff's played for laughs. And I was oh, curious if that it's they pull it off. Is. It's a very hard edged like satire. Like it's it's great. And I I I was a little worried when the movie first started because like the first like five minutes of dialogue, I'm like, uh oh. But like it's very intentional, and I I loved it. And it it's a it's a it, it's basically a class class war uh, metaphor satire, which you know I love. I hate rich people, um, and it's it's definitely a workers versus uh, the the creators versus the users, as I think is is how they say. It. Ray Fines is. I mean, he might be like one of our best actors, right? Like he's so he good. Really in this movie. Good. 
and he is like mustache twirling in this movie and he's so good uh nicholas holt's great uh anya taylor joy is really good uh another great performance uh two in a row from john lake wazamo he's in this movie and he does a great job uh, he's he's playing a like kind of washed up actor, and he's really really good. Um, I I adored this movie though. I thought this was great. This like felt like, like to me this was kind of like a it felt a lot like kind of like a battle royal type movie where it's like it's funny but it's also like crazy violent and you still don't like it, there's a lot of twists and turns and you don't know where it's gonna go. And I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And, and again, like genuinely like funny moments. Like I, I loved it. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I really was happy with it. And I, like I said, I started off being a little, little unsure, but I, I really, really liked it a lot. So yeah, that's uh that's all I watched, but I highly recommend uh, the menu. And if you don't have my Plex, it's on HBO max. So. Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna. I'm gonna make that part of my homework because I want really to watch good. that, and I wanted to watch. Uh, I want to watch that. I want to watch Weird, and it's. I'm glad to hear that. I'm I, glad to hear the menu is good because I, it I looks. Fucking loved it. It's one of those movies that kind of looks like. Uh, well, I remember, I didn't know what to make of it from the trailer. If I'm being, I frank. remember seeing the trailer a long time ago, and I was like, I don't know. It looks kind of up its own ass, but that's kind of the point. It's funny too because I've seen a lot of TikTok saying that the movie is like. It's trying to be like too intellectual, but like it's not. It's kind of the whole point. Like it's very like on the nose. It's almost like grindhousey to an extent. Like you remember like the Belko experiment, another movie oh, I, I really love like. that movie. Like, but you know how that movie wasn't like at all subtle about what it was going for. No. That's what this is. This is like very violent. It's very on the nose, but it's it's very entertaining. And I I I really, really enjoyed it. I think both of you guys would like it. Um, yeah, very, very good. Also, Anya Taylor Joy is American, like in real life, and that blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I always thought she was foreign. I thought she was like British or something, but she she was born in Florida. <laughs> mm. But anyway, uh, all right. So we watched. Uh, that's everybody. And Sean watched himself suck his dad's dick in the mirror, and then watched the Packers lose. But um, rough day for Sean. Yeah, well, he doesn't like the Packers anymore anyway because uh, he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers anymore, and I respect him for that. Oh, well, then a great uh, day for Sean. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. I watch I, I, every fucking Sunday night. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this whole game, and then I end up watching the whole fucking game. Good game. Uh, anyway, uh, so we watched Ghostbusters two, Gogs, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We're gonna. I, I, it's gonna be an interesting conversation. I got to be honest. I, I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll don't put know it on front street. About it. I'll put it on front street. I I enjoyed this movie. I, in spite of itself, I enjoyed this movie. I think that this movie, I think that if you really love Ghostbusters 1, then you're going to like this movie. But if you think Ghostbusters 1 is a pretty decent movie, but you're not like over the moon about it, like I'm not very, like I, I just, I don't know. We'll get into it. But I personally love Ghostbusters 1. So yes. I mean, it's good, but I don't know. I, I, it's a much better movie than this, but yeah. I still. Well, anyway, so we got. All, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about Vigo. Yeah, Vigo. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, flash forward five years later, uh, after the events of uh, the titular Ghostbusters, and uh, the boys in beige have worked themselves out of a job. <laughs> by why uh, wasn't that the tagline of the movie? The boys in beige. Uh, they sealed 
They sealed the the Shandor portal to the other side. They sent Gozer the Gozerian back to whatever plane of existence they were from. And now they got nothing to do because now ghosts don't exist no more. Um, so the movie opens with sort of a sweeping. It's actually very Ninja Turtles-esque because it's just sort of like introducing New York as a character uh, and all of the New York stuff that's happening around Dana Barrett. as She's walking uh, a baby carriage down the road and there's people arguing and people talking oh, to each other. Of all the things, I did not expect this movie to have a fucking battleship Platankin fucking homage in the very beginning. And if you, yeah, I don't know if you were your pickup on that reference. It's a very old silent movie, and the baby carriage thing happens in that movie too. And that's and they also lampoon it in one of the one of the, um, not lethal weapon. What's the oh um, uh, loaded gun on the 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 also it also happens in the Untouchables. That's what the lo- that's what the, the loaded gun is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spoofing is the Untouchables. So it's right. a it's a spoof of a reference of a re- it's very good it's a spoof <laughs> of a goof. <laughs> it was a spoof and a, it was a spoof of a goof. It's a real God onion damn damn goof. goof. <laughs> Shout out to the ten that movie rules. Yeah, that yeah. movie rocks. That part um, in particular. <laughs> so goddamn goof. Well, if it was consent, it wouldn't be right. Uh, so now, Jesus. the <laughs> so now, uh, so Dana's talking to her super about getting the baby's room heat fixed. Uh, before we get any further in this movie, everyone's apartment uh, in these mo- in this movie is way above oh, their station. My God, yeah, way fucking, way above their station. Sigourney Weaver's apartment is like the most immaculate. It's apartment palatial, I've ever seen. and yeah. then and and then basically an out of work Ghostbuster psychic hack has like this killer brownstone loft top I mean, floor downtown Manhattan. I mean, I mean he got his he got his own TV show. Yeah, I was going to say at like, least he's on TV. I mean, yeah. And that so, apartment he has with rules. like the windows inside the apartment. I love that look. They did that in Wayne's World. Tremendous. Yeah. Um so, uh Dana Barrett's hanging out uh the everyone's arguing uh, some goop oozes out of the out of the ground. The baby carriage rolls through the goop. Then the baby carriage takes off on its own and it's wheeling and dealing down through First Avenue, wherever she lives. Uh, it's 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 careening through traffic. Here's what's interesting about this movie. I'll say this: five years ago, it's like there's been a group psychotic event where everyone <laughs> forgot that ghosts were real five years ago it, it's, literally, it, it's, it's fucking one more day <laughs> that's, that's one of my that's one of my like favorite things about this movie that everyone's like you guys are full of shit you're fucking right. bullshit <laughs> yeah. fucking liars you, not, you assholes you like this entire city exploded with ghosts five years ago like yeah. but it's like it's a kind of a perfect movie in that regard for the current in, like environment we're in right now where everyone just denies how facts actually happened I mean, so in a I, weird way it's sort of prescient okay but here's my problem with that it, it'd be it would be if they like ma- it wasn't like a commentary on oh, no 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 like, no no no, no, no. Yeah. they backed into that all i'm saying is that everyone seemed like dana's not like oh shit go she doesn't remember that like her fridge tried to eat her like all of a sudden this this cart wheels away and she's like oh i don't know what to do about this uh, also sigourney weaver i've 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 turned around on her she looks great in this movie yeah. she is a top she's top yeah. five all time for me yeah i've completely turned around on all her. time her jamie lee curtis maybe the top two um so now 
uh, Oscar goes wheeling away, but she gets him and everything's okay. And she's like, all right, well, now we flash the rest of the Ghostbusters. Now you've got uh, Ray and Winston are on their way to what you presume, presume is a Ghostbusting cult. I love this, this setup. This they just, like, very they just like, they pull in, this. like, flying yeah. a siren screaming. They basically kick the door in. Yeah, they're yeah, burning oil. It's just this like, is one yeah. of the best bits. And they're in full gear and everything. Like, they, yeah, they go through the front door. And she's and they, like, they're they're through here. There's like 30 of them. How tall like are four, they? They're like four How? feet tall. Like, oh my God. There's <laughs> a bunch of fucking kids. Man, they just love He-Man and hate the Ghostbusters. So yeah, also, the, the fucking chance of He-Man really took me back. Like, who do you want to see? He-Man. It's like... So the kid, the kid that calls says his dad says they're full of shit is actually Jason Reitman. Oh, oh shit. that's funny. Who made sure. the new Ghostbusters one? Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's made a bunch of movies, and he's a I believe he's a writer too, right? I think so. Yeah. Um. So they go there. They're doing birthday parties. There's no ghosts to bust anymore, right? And then you get Doctor Peter Venkman. He is doing Land of the Psychic, where he's got. Uh, the one like captain from Hot Shots Part Two and the dad from Transformers. From Transformers, yeah. <laughs> Who, and this is then this is back to back now that a Ghostbusters movie has had a legit psychic involved that they just shit on. This, um, the, the beginning of this movie, the two comedy bits are very strong. Like his his whole bit with uh fucking John Whitnicky or whatever his name is from Transformers. Yeah, Whitnicky. <laughs> It's so funny because he's like, well, I think the world's going to end at the end of the year or whatever. And he's like, he's like, you're not really, you're not really thinking kinda, about kind of close, aren't you? You're not going to get close. paperbacks for another yeah. year. That's pretty funny. I, 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 I mean, Bill Murray is great. I mean, there's no, no doubt he's about that. He's putting all his cards on. Bill Murray is great at being Bill Murray, and I don't mean that as a slight. I just mean he's really good at it. Well, he's kind of great at being that like cynical dickhead character. Like the Venkman character is perfect for him. But it's char- there's charm to it that somehow holds up well it's because uh, it's funny <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and so then so then he's doing that and he's getting dragged for that for his show which later gets compared to bass masters and then uh egon has oh, i love bass masters <laughs> yeah i've seen that was a fishing show yeah i've seen bass masters <laughs> <laughs> so then egon seems like he's got a straight gig where he's like putting people through emotional turmoil to see if it affects the environment around them he has like a true researching position um so Dana visits him and says, Hey, this all this wacky shit happened. Can you see what's up? So they uh they check out uh they check out her apartment and they check out the baby and they go to raise occult books. Uh Dana, who just can't escape the fine arts, uh is no longer a cellist with the New York Symphony Orchestra. She is uh rest restoring paintings at the New York Museum of Art, uh, whatever yeah. the... The Met. Uh, the uh, Met. Whatever, the Metro- Met- Metropolitan Museum of Art, maybe? Yeah, whatever the big one is. Yeah. And they've got... And there's this eccentric uh, guy, Janos, who's in charge of all the art, and he's just kind of fun telling people, you're doing that wrong. I just want you to know that. He, love he looks like he looks like fucking that guy's been in a thousand movies, but he he looks like Thomas Dolby for the blinded me with science guy. They look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's busy getting seduced by this giant portrait of Vigo the Carpathian, who was a, which is a portrait of one of the terrorists from Die Hard. Uh, meanwhile, the 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 Ghostbusters, uh, you find out that Vinkman and 
and Dana broke up and she married and then she had a kid, but then that guy went off to Europe to go become a, I don't know, an accordion player or some shit. And so all of that kind of gets reestablished through dialogue. <laughs> and then they, uh, they're, they're checking out the, they're checking out where all the shit went down in the streets. And they're like, Oh, we're getting a lot of energy here using all their PKE meters and whatnot. And then they start jackhammering the street to pieces and I think this is a fun scene where they're giving the cops some shit and they're just laying on their New York accents real thick. And they find uh old, I think they said like the pneumatic subway pneumatics? line. Yeah, like and and I'm I'm have to I meant to Google that. I don't understand how that would work from a pressure standpoint, but there's tubes. a pneumatic it's a series of tubes, like it's kind of like the Jetsons. Um <laughs> and, and down there is like a river of pink slime, and they're like, oh shit, slime. We love slime, so they go and scoop some of the slime up, and then they start investigating the slime. They start investigating Vigo the Carpathian. They find out he's basically like Vlad the Impaler, but also Rasputin, yeah, and, and also kind of the Antichrist or something like. Yeah, and yeah. so then the Ghostbusters, because they tore up the street, they get they tore up the street and blacked out all of Manhattan. Uh, they get run in front of a judge who reads them the riot act, who doesn't believe in ghosts. Once again, part of this group psychotic event that everyone broke down and forgot that shit really happened. Uh, and they're doing this in front of the goop and that upsets the goop. So then the goop brings back the Scolari brothers uh, who uh, this guy, he, he got a two for, he got a double execution out of the deal back in the day and sent two guys to death. And now the ghosts are here and they like, they take a DA by her ankle and just drag her around the room. But thankfully, the Ghostbusters are there, and the evidence is part of the evidence is their proton packs. Also, Lewis Tully, who I thought was an accountant, is also now somehow a lawyer. Um, well, and, he's a he's a lawyer, but he's—I mean, it's it's plausible because he says it's tax law and probate. Yeah, he's so, like, guys, I'm mostly into tax law. I really don't know <laughs> what I'm doing here. Rick Moran is really, really good in this movie. He's like, he's like. There's funny parts of this movie, but all the parts of Rick Moranis are genuinely hilarious. He's uh, all I, I love when he's all he got Venkman on the stand, and Venkman's he, like feeding him the questions. Yeah, just, but it's just so like, obvious, and he keeps messing them up. And yeah. uh, he's like, and Rick Moranis is like, should we just should, should the defense rest now? And he's Venkman's like, yeah, I thought we did enough work for the uh, I thought we did enough work for the AD already. The open his Lewis Tully's opening argument is. These guys didn't do anything wrong, and they turned me into a dog and helped me. Thank you. <laughs> or were they? They helped me when I was turned into a dog. Thank you. Like it's, I don't know. It's kind of brilliant. So, uh, because of the ghosts now back, because of the slime, the Ghostbusters are back, baby. They polish up the Ecto One. They're out there in the mix. They've got they've got ceramic mugs. Um, they, got, they got Bobby Brown on the soundtrack. They got Bobby Brown working Oof. the door at the mayor's mansion for yeah, some that, uh, reason. This Ghostbusters 2 song is it's awful. terrible. You know, when, it's you know, so fucking, You know fucking Bobby Brown thought he was going to get that fucking Ray Parker Jr. smash hit, and it just did <laughs> not work. But like, Huey Lewis in the news did sue him, though. Not not uh, not Bobby Brown. No, I was just making a joke. I just thought it'd be uh, fun. Because oh, oh, Ray I Parker see what you're Jr. saying. Oh. Um, so uh, it, it infringed on their on Huey Lewis's song. Uh, you need to take control. So uh, <laughs> so the mayor. Oh, also they keep keep trying to get in front of the mayor and the mayor's dog and them. They're like, listen, dude, river of slime, shit's going down. They start 
Venkman and Dana start basically their her bathtub tries to eat the baby. Uh, Yanos has been told by the painting to get me a baby so that on New Year's Eve I can come back to life and rule the world. Uh, she moves in with Peter. They start getting that, back at it. That Yanos scene where he goes to her apartment during the blackout and then he's walking down the hall with his eyes like lit up. That shit creepy. was like legit terrifying. I was like, oh my God. I don't yeah, like that of, at all. Kind of nice. reminded me like a Mothman or something like that. Yeah. Um, so uh Janos is trying to get the baby. The the fellas are trying to figure out what's up with Vigo. Vigo starts a small fire in their uh their dark room. Uh thankfully Winston I don't know what Winston's doing when he's not on screen because I guess he's just like in a stasis chamber somewhere because he's not working at Ray's occult books. He's not part of World of the Psychic. I guess he's just manning the station at because uh, he's not he's not helping Egon. Well he was um, just he was just part of the entertainment division. Yeah, part of the, their multi-level marketing corporation. Um, so they do a bunch of tests on the slime. They figure out it's mood slime. Egon slept with it. Uh, compliments make the slime happy. That, uh, that, that is a great scene. They all just stare at him. So you sleep with it? Oh, come on. <laughs> it's like it's always the quiet ones. Um, Janine's still around, and Janine Melnitz... Uh, got quite the upgrade. Uh, she went to the Dick Tracy universe between the last <laughs> five years uh, and came back all the better. Um, so so now uh, we're reaching and she, towards... She wants her some Rick yeah, Moranis. She, she wants penis. that Rick Moranis hog bag. Like, yeah, real some bad. That, some of that Dick Moranis. Dick Moranis. Dick Moranis. <laughs> um, so she... So her and Lewis are gonna babysit Oscar while Dana and uh Dana and Venkman go out on a date to try and rekindle their romance. Meanwhile, the other fellows are down in the tubes and they get hit. Winston gets hit by a ghost train and then they all get sucked into the river <laughs> of slime. Uh they ruin uh, a perfectly good dinner and then they get sent to a psychiatric ward by that guy who's always a scumbag in every movie. Yes, yeah, that guy's <laughs> he's always like a sniveling little piece of shit. He's not He's not the same. He's not the sniveling scumbag from Independence Day. No, but, but he may as well the, be. Isn't he the the scum? He, wasn't he the fucking head of the TV network in No Holds Barred? He was. He was the head of the TV network in Wayne's World. Oh, okay. Maybe I thought he was uh, in No Holds Barred too. Um, same, so then, same network. Same yeah. Network, <laughs> same universe. Um. So the guys get sent to a psychiatric ward, and they they let Winston re uh, bring back his bit where he explains everything that actually happens, and it makes him sound batshit insane. Um, meanwhile, the city is going, it's going ham, so blown nuts. I think we're about at the point where the baby gets kidnapped That's by cool. by uh, yeah, Dorothy, yeah, from, or uh, Auntie M from uh, the Wizard of Oz, but. Dana comes home to the baby and uh, Lewis and Janine are so horny. They say hi to her. She goes to check on the kid. And they just continue to have sex on the couch as soon as she's like in the other yeah. room. They're like oh, incredulous yeah. teenagers. I love it. They're like, uh, they're like my favorite subreddit r slash sneaky sex. <laughs> oh, that's a thing. 
to check that out. Yeah. Move over idiots with guns. I've got a new favorite subreddit. <laughs> subreddit idiot with Oh god. Oh god, yeah, it's pretty good. Um there's a, one of my favorites a... is what could go wrong. And it's just people oh. doing the stupidest oh. things. On on that note, there's one that was that's called There Was an Attempt. Oh, I love There Was an Attempt. And there was one I watched yesterday where it was a GIF where it was there was an attempt to cut a sausage, and this fucking guy had a a sausage in his mouth, and this other guy had a katana. Oh, and he's oh he no, fucking sliced the top of the dude's nose off. It's like, oh no. <laughs> I also like last last bit of Reddit talk. I like fuck you in particular because oh, that Reddit is tremendous. That, uh, that uh, other one, that other one you showed me, Doug's that abrupt chaos. That's abrupt a good chaos. <laughs> that one's fucking insane. <laughs> like everything's um, normal, and it's just like the title. Like Doug showed me this one where it was like. A couple of rock. It was like on this lakeside house, and a couple of rocks fell over. And then all of a sudden, it's literally just like boulders, like the fuck. fucking apocalypse. <laughs> it looks insane. Hmm. So, anyway. um, so yeah, uh, so Janos in ghost form, dressed as Auntie M, steals the baby in a phantom carriage. Yeah. After it crawls out on a ledge, uh, Dana hustles to the Met to get her baby back. Uh, everything else, the, the Titanic shows up, uh, there's yeah, nice monsters cheech, in Central Park. A Cheech Marin cameo. Cheech Marin yeah. gets two lines well, in this whole better movie. better late than never. Uh, like, all sorts of shit's happening. Apparently the mayor had a conversation with, whatever, Filippo LaGuardia, the former mayor of New York who's been dead for 40 years in his bedroom I do like for that. He's like, he's like, yeah, I had a nice, like, 45-minute conversation with Filippo LaGuardia. <laughs> Like everything's going crazy. The Met is covered in goop. Uh, mm-hmm. No one can break through it. They're like, get me the Ghostbusters. And then the sniveling guy's like, well, I had him committed. And he's like, fuck you. You're fired. Get me the Ghostbusters. So then the Ghostbusters come out and they're going to work themselves out of a job yet again. I just want to point this out um, because once they vanquish evil, there's no more ghost to bust. Um, so then they hustle down there to the Met and their proton packs aren't doing it. And they're like, okay, we need something to... Look, this is all feeding off negative energy. They figure out all the slime has been generated by all the negative energy in the city of New York. Um, we need something positive. And what's the most positive thing we can do? We're going to get the fucking Statue of Liberty. We're going to goop her down <laughs> like a Bukaki flick. And then we're going to play yeah. uh, Your Love is Lift. Well, who sings they that song? Filled up, they filled up the Statue of Liberty with their, with their hot, happy goo. With their, positive, <laughs> with their positivity slime. Which is what I'm going to refer to it from now on, and uh, and they steer it with like a Super Nintendo Turbo controller, dude. That was or the an NES Turbo. It was the you know, NES Advantage. I I always wanted I that controller growing up. No, it sucked. I had one. Um, <laughs> no, so they they played uh, higher and higher or whatever. But yeah, I was nah. like, this would have been a good time for uh, give me give me some eleven. I felt like the movie. Could, oh like, hell yeah! I like, want to. Oh, like, yeah. Like when I was like getting off the base. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to make a fan cut of this movie, and that's the only thing I change. Oh. <laughs> Everybody waits for the changes. It's like the last it's three just, minutes of the movie. You know, the whole thing. Yeah, I don't do anything. It's just one song I changed. But it cost you a lot of money to get the rights. Oh um, yeah, I, I legally, I legally changed it. Like <laughs> you bought the masters and you fixed it. Yeah, um, I spent two million dollars to do that. So now, uh, so the statuary marches to the Met, smashes in the top. The boys get down there. 
Uh, they fight the painting man. There's some cool special effects. Ray gets taken over briefly because earlier he got semi mesmerized by the painting. Um, they fuck dude up. They slime him. They send him back and everything explodes just in time for Lewis. Who's getting like suited up and sweated on by Janine. And he hits the streets in a Spangler outfit. Uh, and then gets a Slimer takes him for a ride on a city bus. And it looks like he blew up uh, all the slime around the Met. And the Ghostbusters have saved the day again. And my my least, I'd say my least favorite part of this movie is the cheesy picture at the end. Because it's kind of unnecessary. Uh, but you can say that in a lot of this movie. But if that's my biggest complaint, then so you can have it. Um, and now they don't have jobs again, presumably. Uh and then, you know, uh, Egon fucks off to the Midwest to fight uh, the mindful of demons, which I want to reiterate. I liked Afterlife a lot more than I expected I would. Yeah, me too. Uh, so that's Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> and I'm not, like, the whole time I'm like, and I am a huge, I am a big fan of the original property. Like, I think Ghostbusters is a lot of fun. I think it's a, it's a, it's a fun action comedy. And it was like really, Really unique is a dumb thing to say because something can't be really unique. Something's well, unique or it's not unique. Ghostbusters is very unique, but I, I'm going to just say that my problem with this movie is the, it's a, it's got the sequel problem, right? Like I feel like the movie takes forever to really get started. You got to do the whole get the band back together thing, which mm-hmm. is tired and annoying. And they kind of just do the same shit they did in the first movie. And it's like I enjoy the parts where they're. It's funny because. We talked for a couple of seconds about the, the I don't know, what year did that come out? The Lady Ghostbusters movie in 2018? 16, about right. Think. 2016. Yeah. And that movie is a problem because, like, the parts where they're all together joking and they just riff for half an hour, it gets, like, really tiresome. But, like, all these guys have, like, really good chemistry. So all of the scenes, and I'm sure most of this stuff was actually written. I don't think that they were improvising these scenes. But all the, the best parts of this movie are when they're all together and joking around. The The yeah. parts that I can't I can't stand about this movie are, like, the plot parts. Like, I, Vigo is terrible. And Vigo! Like, the, the fucking art assistant is really annoying and, like, like I want like this movie without the ghosts because I like all the characters and like I liked Rick Moranis I like the the secretary but like man when they get back into the fucking like Antichrist painting thing I just check out like I I just can't invest in it at all the baby stuff to me is just it just feels like they didn't know what to do and they're like I don't know like fucking evil painting sure like why not. And like at least well, they, they really were... shot their load on the well, first movie well, because they had like it, right? an interdimensional god. Well, yeah, but in, like, in the first movie though, you had like the international god, which is cool. It's almost like a fucking cosmic horror thing. But you also had like the state puff marshmallow man, which is iconic, cool designs. You had those uh, dogs, those like devil dog, the things. terror dogs, man. Yeah, those things dope. were cool. But like, what does this movie have? Nothing. No, it's got, it's got, it doesn't have anything. Yeah. It's got a weird looking painting guy. And I, I just like I don't think this movie is bad. I just don't think it's good either. Like, uh, but that that's my gripe. And I, and I have to say that I I really hate the sequelness of this movie. Like, I wish you could do without the whole get the band back together thing. I hate that in sequels. Like, the whole part that's cool about a sequel is you've already established all their cool shit. So you should just 
right into the cool shit. Like, it's the, whole, the same problem I have with every Metroid game. Like, why do I have to get the Varia suit again? Right. Well, it. I mean, that's just the thing, though. Like, I get, I get from a, a plot standpoint that they they shut off the ghosts, but maybe there's another ghost hole somewhere, and they still are fighting ghosts or mm. something. Like, ghost I don't hole. Right, what's what's a uh, uh, gogs? What's the thing you like? So, Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, a Hellmouth somewhere that's open. Like. I don't know. Like, well, that's actually to... what they did in Afterlife, and it makes it actually works really well. But like, you don't. You got to... found a Hellmouth and had to try and fight it by himself. And but you don't was... have to break him up again. And I feel like that that like the first like I don't know. It feels like an hour, but probably closer to like the first forty five minutes are just kind of farting around trying to figure out what we're going to do the rest of the movie. And then when they land on what they're going to do, it's like oh. This is it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I want the Ghostbusters. I want the ghostless Ghostbusters movie is what I really want. But mm. anyway, uh, what did you guys what did you guys not uh what did you guys like about it? What what was stuff that like stuck out to you? I mean, I don't know that I can like objectively rate this movie. Yeah. Because I loved fair. it. I loved it so much as a kid. Correct. Like, I loved it more than the original when I was younger because this movie's, I feel like, geared more for kids. Yeah, no, that's definitely like true. it's definitely skews for like, a younger audience. Um, but like I can't, like I remember, like I remember everything about this movie and I, loving it all, and I still love it all. The pink slime, Vigo the Carpathian, uh, higher and higher, the Statue of Liberty walking, um, the fact that the whole city forgot about ghosts for five years, like. <laughs> it's just wild and like like I'm not going to be able to rate this movie on its own just because of right. me seeing it I, I'm pretty sure I rented this movie like 50 times from like little George's and just <laughs> yeah. watched it over and over and over and like when my aunt would babysit I'd make her go get it to watch it because I loved it Um, I think that and uh that's why I like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade so much. I watched that probably fifty times more than either of the other Indiana Jones movies combined when I was a kid. Yeah, I feel the same way, but it's like about Temple of Doom. And then when I kind of got into cynical adult TJ, I was really surprised at how many people just hated Temple of Doom. I'm like, love, yeah, I love people, people Temple, are wrong of about Temple of Doom. Temple, Temple Doom, Doom is rules. a blast. I mean, I love all three of them, and I refuse to acknowledge Crystal Skull and whatever abomination they're going to come out with in a few months. Oh, yeah. That's coming out this summer. Uh, mm. um, oh, thank you. But, like, I like everything about this movie I love, and I, I understand that it's not a perfect movie. No, it's too, and it's too long. It's almost two hours. Like, it's ten minutes shy of two hours, and that's too long. Um... But yeah, it just hits all the all the nostalgia buttons for me. Like I, I, I was told, me and uh, Stacy were talking about. We watched it yesterday, and she, I don't. I, I think she didn't really care for it either. It, she didn't vibe with it. No. But did we, she have any affection? Did she have any previous like? No, I don't think so. But she didn't really for. I don't think for the original Ghostbusters either. But like, I can I can recognize that like. Ghostbusters is a legit classic. It's like one of the yeah. best movies. Yeah, it's good. That's like one of the best movies of all time. Like it's up there and like probably like the top 50 ish movies ever made. Like this is not even close to that. 
but it's still a lot of fun, and I still enjoy it a ton. But then when you compare Ghostbusters to like Jaws, like Ghostbusters, even close, Jaws is like maybe the best movie ever made. Yeah, like legitimately in the conversation to be the it's, best movie ever put on film. I mean, yeah, and Ghostbusters like, is, is in that like eighties like uh, canon of just like great movies. You know, what it's I mean? got too like, much nostalgia associated with it. Yeah. Like, I just I love the original Ghostbusters so much. Like, I I, I don't know. It's it's this movie is probably gonna get like a three point bump just for rose colored glasses, like from what it should be versus what I'm going to score it. Like, and I know that, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. That is okay. I think we finally have established that on the show that nostalgia is here. That nostalgia is okay. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. I mean, like I can sit, I can sit there and look at a movie and go, is it objectively good? No. Did it make me feel good watching it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's worth something. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, uh, five knuckle shuffle time, I guess. Unless there's anything else we want to bring up before we get into that, um, uh, Gogs. Uh, it's gonna be an eight for me. Uh, it's not as good as the original, obviously, but it's still a lot of fun. I love these characters. I love spending more time with these characters. I love Rick Moranis in this movie. There's just so many moments. Like Alec already pointed out. There's so many moments that are just like sort of stick with you kind of regardless like especially like like the statue of liberty walking down the street and I, i'll be honest i don't know why this stuck with me so hard but the part where they're in the statue of liberty spraying it down with the goop with their new proton bags that i'm sure they wanted to sell as toys oh, yeah. um there's a scene where just ray is standing there spraying it down like smoking a cigar just like happy as a clam and there's something about that i was like yeah it reminds me right it, now it rem- it's I wonder if they took it from this. It's like it almost the exact same scene from uh, Blades of Glory where Craig T. Nelson oh, is yeah, like yeah. sharpening the skate with a cigar and he just kind of gives a half look over and like a nod and a smile. Yeah. He's like sharpening the blade that might cut his his adopted son's head off. Um, do, y'all, do y'all remember when the cartoon came out? It was after this, right? It wasn't after the first movie. No, it was, be- it was before this. Oh, it was? This. It was okay. in between. Okay. Um, but yeah. not the real Ghostbusters with the gorilla. Or no, that came out before. That was yeah. like yeah, that's like a like Hanna a, Barbera thing, right? Like that came out in like the fucking. Or maybe that was the Ghostbusters, and maybe the one with yes, um, the one that the cartoon about the movie is the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghost, but the one that had yeah. Garfield's voice. Um, yeah. So I don't Lorenzo, know. I, his name is Lorenzo, Lorenzo Music. Music. Yeah. Um. I, the movie's a the movie's a lot of fun. It's not good. It's fun to say Vigil. Uh I don't know. Uh Janine's a smoke show. Sigourney's yes. a smoke show. Uh it, it, it's just it's just a fun, silly movie. It's a good way to spend two hours. I was I was smiling the whole time, so that's worth an eight to me. Uh Alec. I'm gonna give it a seven. I enjoyed it a lot, but I can recognize it's flaws and see why it's not for everybody. I can understand why taking a movie with more adult themes and then making the sequel more kid friendly could turn off people to it. Um, but I still enjoyed it. And like, like I said before, I can't rate this movie like on its own. Like there's no way this is going to get like an objective rating from me. It's like pop star. Like, Right. It's a part. It's a part of me, and it's a part of 
um, my my brain makeup now, like it's it just I'm gonna love it no matter what. Like God used to feel about crawl. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> except this is a, this is a much better movie than Crawl. Yeah, yeah. Um, respect. Yeah, TJ. Uh it, it, I hate to say it, I feel bad, but it's like a five for me. I've seen this before, and I totally forgot about it. And watching this again, I remember why I totally forgot about. It. Like, it's just not to me. Like, again, I I like Ghost Ghostbusters the original, but like I don't. Like to me, like Ghostbusters isn't like I don't like Star Wars or Top Gun or not a high high value property. Jaws or fucking Indiana Jones, any of that. Like I like Ghostbusters, but I never had like the reverence for it. Like that, I don't know. I I, I don't think it's a bad movie. Don't get me wrong, and I I do appreciate it for what it is, and I think it's a classic. But like, it's not in my like personal like one of those movies that I hold very dear to my heart, and. This movie just it's just a lot of nothing for me. Like I I recognize it's filled with talented people, but it, to me it just feels like talented people that had no idea what they like they're like okay, we made this really weird fucking movie that like shouldn't have worked. Like let, that's one of the reasons Ghostbusters is so good because it shouldn't work at all and it works incredibly well and then they're like, "Well, do that again because it made a lot of money." And this is like, "Well, I don't I don't know how, like, how do you, how do you do that again? And I think like, I know you guys say afterlife is good and I'll take your word for it. But like, I think that's why you had a lot of problems with like the reboot. Like it's, it's Ghostbusters is tough movie to make work. And they, they couldn't even do it right. In my opinion, in the second one. So like, how is anybody else supposed to do it? Right. I don't know. Again, I don't think this is like a terrible movie. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think this is bad. Like, I just think it's like very forgettable like i don't think this is like a to, for me personally i just don't i don't find this movie like very memorable like i i enjoy some of the the bits and i think that these this core of actors like are really good together like their chemistry is off the charts but like that's all this movie is coasting on like i don't i think that the actual like meat and potatoes of this movie is like very very bland um, so yeah, it's a five for me, dog. Sorry about mm. that. I just again, I, I but I, I, perf- I, I, I totally agree with you guys about nostalgia, and that is valid. It's just that, that I don't have that same connection to the to the work. Uh, so yeah, so it's a five for me, dog. And Sean gives it probably like a two. I don't know. Possibly <laughs> an eight. He could have gone either way. He probably didn't watch it. That's probably why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> probably didn't watch it. Um, oh, if I don't watch it, I still do the show. I just pretend that I watch it. Um, there's a couple <laughs> little, a couple little fun facts. The guy who played Vigo yes. was wasn't he? He was from Die Hard or something. Was he Die Hard yeah, too? One of the one of the, he was one of the terrorists in terrorists Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. So they dubbed all his lines in this <laughs> with Max von Sydow, but they didn't tell him. No so at the shit. premiere, at the premiere, he got up and stormed out. No he realized shit. That he wasn't, oh, uh, that's funny. He realized oh, that he wasn't. Uh, but you know the that happened. In, that happened in Star Wars. But, uh, so David Prowse, the guy that played Darth Vader, he did all his lines on set, at least for the first one, oh. and they didn't tell him either. That and I mean, like, obviously, that was the right move. I mean, the, the fucking James yeah. Earl Jones Darth Vader voice, like. It's one of the most iconic voices in film history. 
But yeah, they didn't tell David Prowse. Like I guess on set in nineteen, you know, seventy six or whenever they made it, they didn't tell him. They just he just recorded all his lines. He didn't know. I guess that's pretty standard in fucking movies. It's kind of fucked up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He and stormed uh, out Jay- of the. <laughs> that's crazy. Jason Reitman has been nominated for two Oscars. Yeah, good for him. He directed Juno and Up in the Air. He directed Juno. Why did I think Diablo Cody directed Juno? I, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like people. I don't know. Maybe I just I thought, thought she it, did write it. Maybe it's just her like style. And he directed Thank You. He, dire- he directed Thank You for Smoking. Oh, I like that movie. Jason Raymond's directed some bangers. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Young adult. Hey, that wasn't bad. What was it? Young adult. Oh, I like that movie too. Uh, That's with uh, Sharice Theron uh, and Pat Oswalt, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. He's done some good stuff. Good for him. Solid. All right. So, whose pick is it next week? I mean, uh, I have, I have a pick. The one you do. And then week four, actually, and then the last week is the uh, is the Molies. Is the Molies? The Molies. Actually, I, I might not be on next week. I might be flying. Oh shit! I have, well, well, I have, I have potentially three picks depending on how we want to do this. Well, we just um, need one. It's, it's your okay. pick. Yeah, so just pick one. All right, I'm it's going to pick. Days. That'd be cool. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick strange. Well, let me let me confirm, but I'm pretty sure that happens on New Year's Eve. It does. Uh, uh, then that's my pick. It's gonna be. It was gonna be only the strong. Because I like dance fighting, but uh, and if that didn't work out, it was going to be Black Swan because everyone would hate it. Oh, uh, but no, it's, no, it's going to be Ray Fine's Strange Days. Yeah, I hell yeah! Not, I did not hate Black Swan when I watched it, but I bet I would hate it now. I, I don't remember hating when I watched it either, but I know that I remember thinking I know it was all right. And like then it. TJ started telling me how bad it was, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I didn't like it." <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I, I really want to. I it's funny we talk we talk about like twenty twenty two movies and like I keep seeing that promos for that the whale with Brendan Fraser, and like I want to see it because apparently his performance is really good, but it's written and directed by Aronofsky, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be bad. I'm not gonna like that movie. Yeah, um, he's fucking hack now. Yeah, and his shit is so fucking overwrought and just. Uh, uh, awful, but I want to see it because I'm sure Brendan. Apparently, his performance is great. But I don't yes, know. and he, you know what? Uh, real quick, an aside. Well, I, I, I saw I, I saw a TikTok, and I, it was it was saying that the guy who did the makeup for the whale got nominated for an Oscar, and the guy who did the makeup for the penguin got nominated for an Oscar for the or the costume design or whatever for them. But the guy who or the person who did the uh, all the costume designs for uh, the daughter and everything everywhere all at once didn't get nominated, which is that's wild. That's, that's fucking travesty. absurd. Yeah, that's so you gave a guy hell. you're giving a guy's awards for fat suits, but okay, that's, yeah. that's cool. Uh, also, uh, I I don't know if you have watched any of the interviews with Brendan Fraser on this kind of press junket for the whale. He seems like the sweetest person. Like he seems like such a he seems like a very down to earth, humble guy. Seems very yeah, he nice. Seems, he seems very genuine about like being thankful for the opportunity provided to him. Yeah. Also, uh, speaking of everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, what's his name? The guy that played uh, Wayman is uh, getting a lot of accolades. He's already he's getting a lot of awards already, and he seems like like it couldn't happen to a better guy. Like I, I really hope he gets the fucking Academy Award because that guy, 
Because I saw for what one, of the, one of the, uh, I forget what show it was, but uh, Sean Astin and uh, Chunk presented him with his award. Oh, no shit. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, Sean Astin, his father is a Maryland native. Uh, okay. And the, yeah, orig- no, the original Gomez? Gomez, yeah. That's his dad. John Astin. But he's didn't, he, didn't you say he, he taught acting at Towson for like yep. years? Yep. Or... Yeah, it's pretty wild. Famous, famous Marylander. Anyway, all right, that's the show. I'm very Alec. Have you ever seen Strange Days? It's, it's I think I have. I at least tried to when I was younger. It's and it was very, on like HBO all the time. Yeah, it's a very '90s fucking cyberpunk movie. I'm it's very, dope. I'm very it's... excited to watch it. Yeah, I'm very. I, I like this movie. I I remember. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember liking it. And I'm pretty a sure lot. it's already on the Plex. So it's got it's a Catherine Bigelow jump, and she makes bangers. And it's on Shutter, I believe. If uh, any of our listeners want to watch it, all right, that is it. We will talk to you guys next week. Don't forget to eat your own ass and fuck yourself. <laughs> Consensually, it's my new sign. Yeah, can you fuck yourself non-consensually? I mean, if you roof for yourself. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right, everybody. Bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye.